The journey of life is too complex and spiritual to be lived from your sensory perceptions. You're welcome to Love Life City, where we live life by the Holy Spirit. To raise men with the capacity to love genuinely both God and humanity through insight, discipleship, and fellowship. This message will set you up for a balanced lifestyle here on earth. Listen and be blessed. What is Satan's GPS? So no matter where you go, he will track you. I want to give you some of these disadvantages of fear. Are you ready with me? When fear encapsulates a person, he brings a person under slavery. He brings a person under captivity. That's the first thing you must know about fear. According to the Bible, we just read Genesis chapter 3 verse 10. As soon as Adam and Eve fell, they became afraid. And the Bible says that fear causes, causes torment. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4 and verse 18. Fear causes torments. So when fear comes into a person, it makes you a slave. It makes you, it becomes your master. And it becomes you become a servant automatically. I just read you a, I just quoted a scripture that when a man consistently follows the agenda of Satan, Satan becomes his master. So when how Satan becomes your master is that he gives you a gift, and that gift is, is like a chain, it's called fear. He gives you fear, and that fear begins to rule you, begins to guide you. You can't do what you want anymore. A man in faith can wake up today and say, I'm going to do great things for the Lord. I'm going to be, I'm going to read my books. I'm going to. I, a man with faith has all forms of blessing. A man with faith, a man that has faith in the Lord, has the spirit of the Lord. And one of the qualities of the spirit of the Lord is self-control. Someone says self-control. So it means you can decide what you want to become and become it. But a man that is under the bond of fear cannot control himself. Satan is his, is his ogre. The moment you buy into the system of the world, the moment you buy into the ideology of Satan, he has control over you. That's why you see people, ah, I can't stop myself from doing this. Oh, pastor, I can't stop myself from smoking. It's because fear seeks to enslave you. Anytime fear enters a man, he brings that man he makes that man become a slave he completely a slave you can't do what you want anymore that's one of the dangers of fear in case you are hearing me right now and by indulging certain things Satan has been putting out there you have opened a door for fear to enter into you in case you are hearing me hear this you are under slavery you can't become all that God wants you to become you only become what he wants you to become. I, I heard of somebody that told me his story. He says, Pastor, I don't know what happens to me anytime I want to go for a job interview. A good opportunity. As soon as I make up my mind to go, I will feel very weak and tired and I will sleep off. That person has not just entered the, the mental oppression of fear. That person has entered the, the physical oppression. I mean, fear has become a demon oppressing the person. Are you aware that fear can metamorphose into a sickness? Fear is the
grandmother of every evil you can think of in his life. If Satan has fear in you, he can do he can do anything to you. Even if you are born again. He can't touch your spirit. He can touch your mind, he can touch your body. Mama was asking me a question some ago. He said, "Can a, a person who is born again become mad?" I said, "Yes." Can a person who is born again die? By accident. Yes. Can a person who is born again die? Can a person who is born again fall sick? Can a person who is born again become mad? Yes. Because Satan can, once fear is present in an individual, Satan can attack his physical body. Satan can attack his mind. He cannot touch his spirit. But the person can become mad. The person can become sick. The person can even die. But you can decide within yourself that there is no fear around here. You can say to yourself, fear does not have a place in my life. And as soon as you decree and you stand by it, and you don't just say it, you stand by it by going for what God says and doing what God Faith without work is dead. You can't say you believed God's plans for your life when you are not cooperating with him for that plan to come to pass. You are faking it. The moment you decide that you you cooperate with God's plan for your life, then you have said bye-bye to fear. As soon as fear goes, that thing that you used to feel, that 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 feeling that you, you, you want to do something, you can't do it. Even Paul says that the things I want to do, I find myself not doing it. The things I don't want to do is the things that that's how fear is. Are you following what I'm saying? Follow me. Another danger of fear. Is that fear does is not just a product of sin, it causes sin to multiply. Have you asked yourself the reason why people commit sin is fear? Is the workings of fear? Is the workings of fear? Amen. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Let me give you an, an instance. When you are little, the first day you lied, the first day you stole, for instance, the first day you stole meat in the pot, as soon as you stole that meat in the pot, what was the reason why you told your first lie? Mommy caught you and said, did you steal, steal meat? Meat is missing in the pot. Did you not steal meat in the pot? He said, no, no, mommy, I did not steal. Fear made you to tell a lie. True or false? That's how fear is designed. Once fear enters into you, makes you to commit sin, it will keep you in that sin. It will keep you in that sin. Let me tell you one of the first Shafela Kofari Dasohides. One of the things that fear gives birth to, please follow me closely. When fear enters a man hmm, and gains ground, fear makes you become, you begin to live for yourself. You begin to become more conscious of yourself. That's what fear does. It makes you to become more concerned about yourself than you are about God. You want to please yourself more than you are pleasing God. Fear, that's what fear does. 
That's what the spirit of fear does. It, it, it makes you feel like there is nothing like God. It makes you feel like anything, anything bad can happen to you. It makes you feel like there is no destiny for you. Do you, have you imagined that you, you, you have a life that is not without any fear? Do you, do you know the kind of life you are going to have? The reason why people commit sin is, number one, maybe they are angry, they are depressed, or they feel like their life is not making so much progress. If you see anybody addicted to anything like smoking, alcohol, and all that, what has happened to that person was fear got a hold of that person. And then fear gave birth to depression. Fear gave birth to selfishness. Are you following what I'm saying? Mark my words. The first thing fear, one of the first things fear will give birth to you is selfishness. The Bible says, he that loses his life for my sake will do what? But he that gains his life will do what? So if fear enters into you, it will give you a mentality of let me keep, let me hold. Let me enjoy the one I can enjoy now. I'm still young. Let me have the fun I can have now because very soon I'll be old and I will have... How many of you have had that thought come to your head before? If you don't have any girlfriend now, you will not enjoy life. You will not know what it means for life to be sweet. If you have not tasted alcohol, you will not... How many of you have had that thought? Honestly? Eh? How many of you have had a thought like if you don't enjoy life now when you when you are old you will not be able to enjoy life again let me see one it's fear that's how fear operates and how did you get fear to enter into you you are listening to certain things you are watching certain things are we together eh oh father help us now let me show you something uh, one thing that fear does is that it steals your joy let me let me quickly rush to the antidote of fear you know the antidote of, of fear is not is not faith it's surprising faith is the absence of fear fear is the absence of faith for you to get fear out you need faith but there is something that brings faith that's what i want to show you that thing that brings faith is what deals with fear. Are we together? Are you ready to know what deals with fear? Are you ready to know what deals with fear? Let's see it. First John, uh, sorry, Second Timothy chapter one, verse two to seven. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. Everybody, open your Bible. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Second Timothy one and verse seven. This is what deals with fear. Second Timothy one and verse seven. Okay, let's read from verse two. You know, we'll just read it and then we'll come down. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says, To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ our Lord Jesus. Go ahead. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have embraced, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers. All right, go, go. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy. Oh my God. Have you heard? This is just came to my mind. Have ladies, if you're a, if you're a lady in the house, shout amen. I said if you're a lady in the house, shout amen. amen. Now, there is a mantra I actually got to find out that there are people who tell ladies, 
if you don't have a girl boyfriend now you will not be married if you don't have a boyfriend now a time will come where there will be no men men will be few and women will be so you have to they have to start testing and 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 they will tell you that if a guy does not sleep with you he will not marry you he will leave you alone if he doesn't sleep with you he will leave you alone that is satan's ideology and propaganda so that you can open your heart to fear somebody say fear we are going somewhere greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that i may be filled with joy verse 5 when i call to remembrance the unfinished faith that is in thee we dwelleth first in your grandmother oh my god thank you holy spirit somebody say unfinished faith somebody say solid faith so timothy here had unusual faith he had a faith that he inherited from his grandmother it was not just faith it was even the gift of faith he inherited it from his grandmother he had so much faith in the lord go ahead verse 6 wherefore i put thee in remembrance that thou steer up the gift of god which was indeed by the putting of it he said so he said timothy you have received the gift of faith from your great grandmother you have the gift of faith in god and therefore everything about your life can come to pass but he said do not relax i'm reminding you now to stir up the gift of god has put upon you by the laying on of hands it means that you have faith does not terminate the ministry of fear over your life that you have the gift of faith does not mean that fear has totally been destroyed you will need to be careful to steer the gift of god somebody says steer the gift of god that has been put upon you and that's what i mentioned initially when i was speaking i said according to romans chapter 10 verse 17 it says faith cometh by hearing and hearing i said you must be constant and continuous with your work with the lord if you will stay in the faith if timothy will sustain the faith that he has received he must by all means keep steering someone says steering the gifts oh my god he was teaching timothy the secret to staying in faith he was teaching teaching timothy the secret to keeping the door of fear shut completely so that satan will never because anytime satan enters with fear he can enter with all his plans for your life haven't you seen don't you know what it means for people's lives to be manipulated haven't you seen people being in the wrong place at the at the right time and at the right place at the wrong time you think it's normal something entered them it's called fear when fear enters a man one fastest thing that also enters is the spirit of error he will just be making mistakes haven't you seen people tell you i almost made 10 million error i don't know what happened it's fear it's not ordinary so paul was telling Timothy, it's not enough to have faith you heard the word of god now you've received faith it's not enough you must tear the gift of god that has put upon you consistently you must tear it up how do you stir this gift of god how do you stir your faith how do you stir your faith by constantly listening to the word of god by constantly fellowshipping by constantly praying by constant a constant touch with god that's how to steer it draw near to 
me and I'll draw near to you. If you want to stay off it, you must be constant. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, do not be conformed, but be renewed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Somebody, somebody say, renew your mind. That's how to steer the gifts. That's how to keep your faith alive. Remember the scripture I taught you guys that, that when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to, how to carry out certain miracles after he had cursed a tree and the tree died. He said, if your faith is as little as a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain to be removed. He, this is how to get a faith that commands results. This is how to get a faith where Satan cannot manipulate. This is how to get make sure that your life go exactly as God plans it. You must steer. So when you see us praying, we are not wasting time. We are steering our faith. Because the moment your faith stays intact, nothing can stop your destiny from coming to pass. Oh, I dare to tell you. The just. The just. The just shall do what? Your destiny is possible only by faith. If Satan deals with your faith, he has dealt with your destiny. And so you must you must see it. You wake up in the morning. I don't feel like praying. I am tired. Maybe I'm even discouraged. Maybe Satan shot an arrow of fear into my mind, making me feel like things are not going to work again. But I, I still I still remember. I remind myself that I a gift of faith on my inside and I must tear it up. And I begin to speak in tongues. I begin to pray. I play Theophilus Sunday song and I begin to blast in the spirit for one hour, for two hours. What am I doing? I'm steering my faith. Because as long as my faith is dead and it is it is alert satan's plan cannot the bible says we are not ignorant of the devices of the wicked there are people who the devices of satan is what is happening to them now as long as your faith stays straight one of the things that is used to describe faith is a shield some say shield the bible described faith as a shield in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 it says take up your shield of faith what, what is the function of that shield is to prevent a device of Satan if God said you become a governor the only way you can become that governor is by faith by not letting anything attack your faith you must take up your faith as a shield share it every morning and make sure Satan doesn't interrupt it because the moment fear enters everything goes wrong When God told me to start a church, nobody, no, every, I was just alone. I asked many questions, but I chose to to obey the voice of God. Satan was also telling me several things. I said, no, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. But I didn't just do it. I had had long times where I prayed, long times where I fasted, long times where I went on, and so my faith was steady and strong. Satan couldn't do anything anymore. I beg you keep your faith intact stir up your faith. someone say stir up the gift of faith say it again so he said do everything you can do possible to make sure your faith is intact your faith is alive that nothing makes you change your mind nothing makes you compromise you will know what BB Ninja and now begin to believe that you can be promiscuous can date multiple people you will not 
listen to a song by Naramali and you become a Malia. A child of God now becomes a Malia because a certain civilization has been installed into him. No wonder when, 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 when God begins to remind you of the greatness he has for you, he tells you you are going to become a man of God. So maybe somebody even mistakenly calls you pastor. You say, don't call me a pastor. Don't call me that name. I don't like God. Who you they call pastor? You begin to even fight what is in your destiny because of fear. Fear has entered. The software of fear has entered. Are you here? I said, are you here? Which is in the by putting of hands. Now, this is the very important. He told him to steer the gift. Then he told him something else that will keep the gifts steered. Verse 7, quickly. Steer the gifts. But he told he gave him three things that will make sure that that gift is steered. And he, those three things are also going to let him know when that gift has disappeared or fear has entered. Fear has replaced it. So three things he mentioned. He says, steer the gift of faith that is put upon you. He says, for I have not given you the spirit of what? You guys are not here. Respond like us, like soldiers. I have not given you the spirit of what? So steer the gift of faith because you have not received the spirit of fear. It's trying to tell him that fear will come. The programmings of fear will come to you. The civilizations of fear will come to you. Temptations that will make you compromise so that fear will enter will come to you. But the spirit you have received is not the spirit that cooperates with fear. The spirit you have received is of three. Spirit of power. Someone say power. Say love. Say sound mind. Now these three things that was mentioned here are the opposites of it. They are the antidotes to fear. They are the, three, they are the things that kills fear and keeps fear afar. If you have these three things, fear, you will never, you, you will never allow fear into you. I'm not talking about fear, not just normal fear, 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 fear. I'm talking about fear as a spirit. Are you here? If you have these three things, your faith will stay alive. So, he mentioned these three things as a way of keeping his faith and as a way of keeping fear out of his life. For you have not received the spirit of fear, but of, of, of power, of love, and of what? So if I don't want to be a person of fear who is manipulated, who is controlled by Satan's devices, I must now become a person of power. How do you become a person of power? Prayer. James chapter 5 and verse 16. One of the signs that fear has entered a person's life is the person feeling tired. When you're when you always feeling tired, and we, that's one of the symptoms of fear. Yes, oh. Anytime, some anytime it's time to do something, you are just tired, you're just weak. I, I cannot fear. There is a spirit of fear controlling you. Did you see the spirit that God has given to you? It's not fear, it's a spirit of power. Power talks about agileness, activity, kineticness, movement, motion. And so, 
an antidote to fear according to that scriptures i expected that somebody somebody has taken their notes somebody has taken their bibles stop looking at me get a bible share a bible with someone as i'm reading the scripture where's your bible sir my god hallelujah I'm showing you how how you can keep the spirit of fear completely off your life so you can become all that God wants you to become Adam and Eve did not become all that God wanted them to become are you aware do you know why they didn't become all they became afraid the spirit of fear entered they had a, a very complete perfect destiny but as soon as fear entered it was cancelled may your destiny not be cancelled may fear not take over you may spirit of fear not enter you see the way you say, said amen if you say if you do what I'm asking you to do now by the same way you said amen with the same energy you use in saying amen your life will never remain the same the antidote to spirit of fear listen this thing I'm saying is very important the antidote to the spirit of fear is that you are a man of power help me tell your neighbor be a man of power oh my god you have to be a man of power there are a lot of noise going on in the world everywhere but if you choose to be a man of power all those noise all those programmings that brings fear into a, a, a person's life will not touch you and how do you become a man of power according to scriptures James chapter 5 verse 16 what does he say the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available which is what dynamic in his working are you with me so prayer makes power available so if you want to be a man of power you have to be a man of prayer and it's not something you do once in a while remember Paul told Timothy to steer his gift of faith and this scripture showed us how he would, Timothy would do it he told him to be a man of power yeah he has received the spirit of power and so inversely he was trying to tell Timothy stay a man of prayer don't stop praying have a prayer life there are some of you if you don't have a prayer one day you wake up and you you're a man but to dress like a woman will start hungry you that's a programming of the spirit of fear are you following what i'm saying you think those people that woke up one day and decided to start dressing like women they wanted to do like that no it's a programming that's a programming a man a a man I think I heard the story of a, of a pastor or something. I heard the story of a pastor. Came into a city. All of a sudden, as soon as he entered that city, his wife became like a demon to him. He wanted to die. He, he asked himself, who did I marry and why did I marry her? Not knowing that the principality of that city was already exerting certain civilizations on him. Certain programmings of fear was already being installed and downloaded into him he didn't know he looked at his wife and he said he, started, he became angry with his wife for no reason but if you if if 
thank God that pastor was a man of power and he was a man of prayer and so after a while he had to go he knew that this was Satan he had to go into a place of prayer and he generated some levels of energy and that spirit was out of it his eye became clear he apologized to his wife I don't know what came over me have you not heard people say I don't know what came over me I just did it it's a programming it's a speed it's a software that entered you are you hearing what I'm saying I was watching a video some minutes ago a girl went to a, a person's house and they thought they gave her something to drink she said vomiting they used that for ritual yahoo boys <laughs> and if you ask her how did she start going to a guy's house she'll tell you I don't know what came over me somebody say negative programming say demonic programming the only way that programming works is when a person has accepted a download of the software called fear and the only way you can keep that download away from you is by being a man of power being a man of prayer pray you don't it doesn't have to make sense to pray it doesn't have to be sweet to pray that doesn't have to be a problem before you begin to be pray because what you are doing is you're generating power you are you are you are steering a shield a shield of faith over the manipulation of it listen ah yeah 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 did you know that same scripture romans chapter 12 verse 2 verse 3 if you read down it said so that the reason why your mind needs to constantly be renewed the reason why you need to be constant you, you need to stay yourself constantly your faith needs to be intact the reason is so that you can approve the good the acceptable and the perfect will of god somebody say approve so when you are in faith you are approving god's plan for your life but when faith is attacked all god's plans for your life you will by your own hand disapprove it are you hearing me I said are you hearing me so be a man of power if you if you don't want the spirit of here to enter you be a man of power number two be a man of love be a man of love because perfect love casted out fear how can you become a man of love simple seek to know God more for God is love first John chapter 4 says perfect love casted out fear and for you to come into perfect love you must come into perfect knowledge it's perfect knowledge that produces perfect love are you following what I'm saying I feel like I'm talking to myself are you here so if I want to be a man of love because that's, that's, that's love is a, is a fear combatant you can't be in perfect love and have fear oh my god you can't hey! you can't you can't love God and love people and fear thrives in you. Because love is patient. Love is kind. Love believes all things. Love does not see any evil. Love does not see any impossibility. Love sees the way God sees. Love acts the way God acts. When you have perfect knowledge of God, you have perfect love. And then fear can't come close. Oh, I wish Adam and Eve knew how much God loved them. Even when they had disobeyed him and had gone astray and had given an, an attention to the installments of the spirit of fear. If they had known, if they had known how much love God had for them, 
all they would have still said, Oh my Abba, you have not given me spirit of love of fear, but of love, power, that I might have boldness to call you Abba Father. If they had known God so much, they would have had some a, a love, certain love that would draw them back to God. I said, Lord, we have sinned against you, but I know I know that you love me and I love you, and I won't go, I won't leave this relationship. I won't stop praying. I won't stop fasting. I won't stop coming to church because I am in love with you. But because they didn't have, they didn't know how, they didn't, they didn't understand what love was. They were not people of love. As soon as they hid from God, God was looking for them. They kept hiding from God. God became angry and told them to leave. No love. If love comes on you, fear will lose its hold. No matter how much fear. First John, beloved, let us love one another, for love is not is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. Yeah, yeah. If you read the perfect love, cast it out quickly. Verse 18. Go to verse 18. Hi, my time is up. Go to verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casted out fear. Someone say no fear in love. Shata la bahaya. Shout it louder. Say no fear in love. Now, this is say fear has torment, fear punishes you. But when you have love in you, fear can't thrive. Hey, just, just imagine yourself loving God, loving people genuinely. Somebody has broken your heart before, but because you have love, you forgive the person and forgive the person in advance. Fear can't come in. Do you know that the reasons why many homes are broken is because of this spirit of fear? You cannot trust your partner because of fear. You cannot live in peace with your partner because of fear. Quarrels because of fear. Are you with me? But perfect love keeps fear away. So he that feareth is not made perfect in love. But perfect love keeps fear away. The last thing God gave, <laughs> gave the last thing uh, Paul mentioned to Timothy that will help him keep fear away was a sound mind. Somebody say sound mind. Say louder. So if you are a man of prayer, a man of power, number one. Number two, you are a man of love. That is a man that goes, that, that knows God deeply. You must also be a man of sound mind for fear to stay away from you. What does it mean to be a man of, of sound mind? To have a sound mind. Simple. To have a sound mind is to preserve your heart and your mind from, from the infiltration of the enemy. My son, guide your heart to diligence. For out of it, does what? Yes. So you preserve, you protect your heart for out of his glory is your life. You refuse anything corrupting your heart. Somebody comes and gives you gossip. Oh boy, this person, you hear what this person talk about you? Say, no, no, I don't want to hear. I don't. You, you refuse anything defiling your heart. Somebody brings a movie and they say, Ombi movie. You remove it and say, no, I'm preserving my heart. I want my mind to be sound. When your mind is sound, fear can't thrive fear will be completely out. Faith will become strengthened. Somebody say sound mind. The Bible says, for we have now received the mind of Christ and now therefore we know all things. When you have a sound mind, you can know the future. It takes a sound mind to know the future. It takes a sound mind to be inventive, to be productive. It takes a sound mind. 
it takes a sound mind to say no to Satan when he's tempting you. To even discern that Satan is tempting you, it takes a sound mind. It takes a sound mind. How do you attain this soundness of mind? According to Philippians chapter 4, if you read from verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious. I think from verse 1, sorry. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer, supplication, and with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. It takes for you to have a sound mind, you must refuse to be. You must make sure that nothing pushes you, nothing pressures you. Somebody say, No pressure. No pressure. That's, a, that's how to be. Just imagine when Jesus was going to rebuke the storm. Did you know that they were shouting and crying? But when Jesus woke up, he, didn't, he was not shouting and crying with them. He was quiet. He had a sound mind. The devil knows that if you have a sound mind, you would you will completely overcome his ministry of fear over him. So what does he do? He corrupts your mind through everything. Through humble songs, through wicked movies, through rubbish friends, he corrupts your mind and makes sure that your mind is thinking nonsense every time. <laughs> A pastor said, some of you, your mates are, 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 they are the ones that invented computers. They are making billions of dollars every day. You, all you are thinking of is bonbon. A, man, a, a young person who thinks about bonbon doesn't have a sound mind. And that kind of person, his doors are open for spirit of fear to manipulate his destiny. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Are you with me? So, if you have a sound mind, a sound mind means that you are fighting everything that will corrupt it. A sound mind means that your mind is still. Your mind is still. Your mind is quiet. No trouble. No pressure. It is this kind of mind that can trap the will of God and fulfill the will of God. This kind of if sound mind. A sound mind. Say, Lord, I receive a sound mind. As a conference we, we were doing after a while, we had to stop because of church. We are doing it every year. We're going to reduce it. It's called Sound Mind Conference. We did it from state to state. The devil doesn't want your mind to be sound because he wants fear to enter. He wants fear to be in you. But today I prophesy, every corruption of the mind is out now. What was it? What was he doing to Jesus? He was tempting him every single time. Turn stone to bread. Hey, jump down from the devil. He wanted his mind to be corrupted. When somebody comes and tells you it's not a sin, you can don't need to give your tithe. If you give your tithe, you're a fool. They are corrupting your sound mind. They are corrupting a, a mindset of generosity. They preach to you and tell you, ah, it's okay. You can, you can behave anyhow. God has forgiven you all of your sins. You can live in sin and sound mind. Sound mind. Say sound mind. I said, say sound mind. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. The ministry of fear will not prevail over your life. Shout the loudest amen. Stand to your feet and speak to God. Remember to steer the gift of faith. How do you steer the gift of faith? Activate the spirit of power. Activate the spirit of love activate the spirit of sound mind 
these activations can only happen in a place of fellowship. Pray. Steer the gift of faith. Steer the gift of faith. Amen. Amen. How many of you remember Job said, the things I greatly fear has happened to me? Huh? How many of you remember that scripture? Job. He said, the things I greatly fear has done what? Happened to me. Now, it means that before all the things that ha- happened to Job happened to him, before the things that happened to Job happened to him, he was, al- he was already being scared of it. I hear what I'm saying? That means before Satan took Job's matter to heaven, I went to tell God, have you seen this yourself and Job is fake? Before Satan could talk about Job before God, Job was already a, a victim of the spirit of fear. Maybe Job was lacking power. Maybe Job was lacking love. Maybe Job was lacking a sound mind. And so Satan took advantage of that and went to talk about Job. And because Job was, a, was already afraid, he was a, a fearful person. He had the spirit of fear. Satan went and talked about Job. And then a lot of God now permitted Satan. <laughs> because Job was not complete. His fear attracted negative things to him. Maybe initially that's not the plan. That was not the plan God had for Job. Are you following what I'm saying? Job was wealthy, was doing well. It was not the plan God had for Job. It was Satan that came and accused Job before God. And it was Job that opened the door for Satan to accuse him because he was a fearful person. He had the spirit of fear. Listen, I'm saying it's like it's too deep. Is it too deep? It's deep, sir. He had the spirit of fear. He had the spirit of fear. And so he said the things that he feared had finally happened. So those things he was scared of now finally happened to him. So that's what fear does. Anything you are scared of, anything that fear makes every negative thing come to you. That's how it is. So you must fight it. Don't allow it. Don't conform to the systems of this world because in conforming you have allowed fear. The God of this world is a master of fear. Don't allow him. Are you here? If Satan catches a person, if Satan catches a person, are you here? If Satan catches a person, come. No, don't worry. Sir, come. If Satan catches you, sir, for instance, if you catch a bird, you tie a bird with rope, if you catch a dog, you put a chain on the dogs. If Satan catches any individual, if he doesn't want that individual to do anything again, to escape, to become anything he wants to become, because this individual can decide to take a walk, can decide to go and buy something. What does Satan do to you to keep you in one place? He puts fear on your inside. He puts a spirit of fear. Once that spirit of fear enters, you will become and do everything he wants. Do you understand what I'm saying? Huh? Once he gives you, he ties you with fear. That's how he ties you. The spirit of fear. Once it has entered, every other thing is post. But today we are going to steer us, our faith up. Are you ready to stir your faith? Yes. Speak in tongues now. Generate power, generate love, and generate sound mind. Speak in tongues. Stir your faith. Thank you. 
stay off it. I can't hear you pray. Nako barada bahaya. Abaradozia. Breteke bahaya. Shakitongrasa bahaya. When I pray, I pray in boldness. When I chant, I chant. Satan has no power again. He has no power again. My confidence is Jesus. My atmosphere is Jesus. Satan has no power again. Thank you for listening. We know this powerful message by Pastor Emmanuel Azizor has blessed you in no small way. Kindly WhatsApp plus 234-701-652-3173 if you wish to give your life to Christ or share your testimonies with us. The number to WhatsApp is plus 234-701-652-3173. God bless you.